0: Welcome to everyone's
1: favorite podcast, it's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this week's episode of maybe, I I mean, uh, Reclaimed Audio. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 108, I fixed the numbers by the way, for November 29th, 2017. This week's top Patreon supporters are MakeBuildModify, Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy D'Aresta, Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Keith DeCent, Rory May, Ryan Ridgley, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, Marcin Szypinski, and LiquidRC.com.
2: What are we working that, on? That. That cam. That cam.
1: It was a little Chicago.
2: You know, before we start in, you know what I'd like to say, if you guys noticed Stu's been with us forever, right? And mm-hmm. he you notice how happy he seems lately? I think things are going well for him. Now his posts and stuff on online are is he's smiling and he's happy. So Stu, if you're listening, brother, we love you. Thank you for what you do. We love all our patrons, but Stuart's kinda special.
1: Stu Mo, he's the man. Yeah.
2: I
3: don't I don't recall a period where like I don't recall a dark Stu Mo period.
2: I, there was it wasn't as dark as it so much was like partly cloudy. So now it's it was much like the
3: more
1: middle
2: ages of Stumo. Yeah, he seems like a pretty,
3: he, a pretty well rounded and and rational and compassionate and caring person. He's, he's
2: one of the smartest people I've ever talked. Actually, it's kind of like talking to Phil. I, I I smile and I nod. I pretend like I know what you're saying, and then um, then I try and say like make up a word to distract you.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: mm-hmm. it works. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Fools yeah. everyone. Yep. We consider us fooled. <laughs> what uh, What are you working on there, Mister Fooled?
2: I I made a three string. Basic bass cigar box guitar, for Tim Sway, and I'm very proud of it. It came out super cool. Put a video out. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited about that. It just it just. Although I don't know how to tune it. How would you tune the three-string bass? I tuned it dad, but D-A-D, like an open D, but I, I have no idea how you would even tune it. Well,
3: well first I, I want to say that it's, I watched the video this morning and it put a big smile on my face. And thank Uh-oh. you very much for the uh, the, the lovely tribute and uh, the beautiful work that you did. I'm looking forward to seeing this in person and playing it. And I was thinking, how would I tune it? Um, when And when, when, you know, when I, when I was in a band. <laughs> did you used to be in a band? <laughs> in a band. Um, you know, we, I would play a, you know, a normal four-string bass. I never, I never played the extended range basses with five or six strings. I never really cared for that. Uh, but I always did prefer to go, like, l- I like the idea of playing fewer than four strings. And, like, the band, famously, the band Morphine, it was a bass sax and drums, and the guy played a two-string bass. And I always thought that was really cool. So I used to mess around like that, playing with two strings or three strings. Um, I wouldn't actually take the string off unless it broke, but I would just do the gigs where I'd be like, you know, I'm not going to play this string today. So sometimes I would drop the low string, so I'd just play A D G, and sometimes I'd drop the high string and I'd just play E A D,
2: just for like my own fun. Uh, and so I don't know which way I'm going to do it yet. Somebody made mention in one of the comments uh, something about morphine, and I was going to look it up, and now I know it's a band. Yeah, he yeah he played a um, there's a Boston band. The guy he was a revolutionary band
3: too, great band in the '90s, and uh, he played a two string fretless bass and he basically and then there's a saxophone like a like a tenor sax and then a drummer and there's just this really wow. interesting dark sound kind of almost like they were almost like a punk rock band but wow. uh not really and it was a really cool band one of my favorites
2: well next next up for me is um I think uh I want to do my workbench or redo my workbench I thought about building a new one I think I'm going to try and upcycle my own workbench and I have some ideas, I think, of how I want to do, just make it a little bit different, and I think I'll do that. And I'll, I will uh, incorporate the use of the uh, Restorer that uh, Phil and I got and see if I can't uh, put that through its paces. So, shout out to the inventor of the Restorer. Thank you, sir. I got it. Uh, I haven't even opened it up yet because I wanted to finish up the base, but... um yeah, so that's what I, I think I'm going to be doing. I'm going to start on that. So i got to figure out the timing. we got rain and stuff coming, in. it's hard for me to, you know, if it's below 55 degrees or if it's a little humid outside. I don't like to, you know, I, I'm like sugar, guys. If I get wet, I'll melt.
1: Hmm. You're going to do real well in Illinois. Yeah. yeah the winter.
2: <laughs> I'm never leaving the house.
1: No, you're not going to leave the bathroom. I mean, like, <laughs> it gets... <laughs> Well, that might be now. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. Anyways, get used to it. It's a little different out there.
2: Yeah, well, check, check out my video, Phil. Then you can yell at me about the bathroom.
1: I I in, fully intend on watching it. I didn't have a chance to today, but I certainly will, uh, you know, when we get off tonight.
2: I watched your video. It was very very nice unboxing. It made me more excited. Oh, thank you.
1: Well, I might as well go now since you you uh, brought that up. Um, okay, Tim,
2: you go ahead and then Phil, watch my video. It's 15 minutes, though. So, Tim, you got some talking to do and go. <laughs> It's a Go lot ahead, Phil
1: <clears throat> as bill so eloquently put it uh, I also received my uh, my Porter cable restorer from like the inventor of the restorer actually is his uh, Instagram name so it's pretty hilarious uh, but uh, that's I got it and I ma- did an unboxing video and I did a little a quick little demo of it just to show what it can do with the steel wire brush and uh, it cleaned up my miter gauge like whatever that metal bar is you'd call for your miter gauge what do you call that the rod the s- guide rod the
2: slider slide. slide
1: you guys don't know either but anyways so it's uh so i cleaned yeah. that up with it it was like this 40 year old miter gauge from an old table saw that i I stole from work and uh i'm just kidding we were we were selling it off and they gave me they're like do you want the whole saw i was like uh, i can't but it was a sweet one it was like this 14 inch blade old school like yeah. three phase 220 table saw and i'm like i yeah, do anything with that. My buddy, well, my buddy Gregory on has one of those. It's so cool to look at, but I, I don't think yeah, I'd use it. It's terrifying. And when wouldn't even maybe get the electricity at home.
2: Yeah, yeah, you would. You go in on it with three, three of your neighbors. Yeah, three of your neighbors. You all run extension cords to it.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to do that, probably. Uh, anyways, so...
3: At least they're not going to know about it. <laughs> no, no, they're definitely not.
1: So th- this uh, this week sort of for me was was a lot of experimentation. I was playing with a lot of different techniques and materials. I made my own veneer from this, uh, from this, just this piece of, it was either Doug fir or it was heart pine that I got from Tim.
2: And the posts on that was, it looked really cool. It was
1: cool. And what I ended up doing in the end is I just sort of glued three, like eighth inch thick strips of, uh, of this stuff to that I, after I'd resawed, I glued it to some, some old, whatever, uh, scrap plywood. And then I ran that through the planer. So it's perfectly smooth, and I'm going to wind up putting this and making this like part of the lid of a, of a box or something. I don't know, but it, it came out really, really cool. So I'm excited about using that technique in the future, like literally making my own veneer from some of these cooler pieces of wood. Um, and I also did some experimentation on the CNC, and I made some controversial products.
3: You see that? <laughs> I was hoping you explained explain to me like the, the theory behind that because I, I was like – I got the hints. and I was like, oh, okay. It's for – rolling joints or whatever. Right. But, um, I was going to say, medical can, can, marijuana is
2: legal in most states, but it, we still got a ways to go, so you got to be careful. Well, no, I I Canada's about the, to
1: legalize it for recreational use very shortly. Uh, yeah. So I was thinking, well, I should probably jump on this bandwagon pretty quick, and ultimately, I mean, really, it's just a tray that's got some some it's a little round part where you'd put your nug, and then, you know, you got another small tray for where you put the papes, and then you got your work area tray. Okay. So, uh, well, see, not that I'm, I know anything about this.
2: i thought you made a bong. Yeah, no,
1: it was not a bong, but... Uh, well,
3: it looked to me like a cafeteria tray.
1: Yeah, of. except it's six and a half inches by eight inches, so yeah. it's it's pretty small. And, and it's, it's like carrying gif-
2: a cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: it's gifty, and I can personalize them, and I made them... All three that I made are from different woods that I've reclaimed. One was bed slats, one was pallet, and one was an old desk. So, I still have more of this stuff, so... If it, whatever takes off as a product line and great and i'm going to list them on etsy and but really the cool thing about it was just getting to play with the cnc and just getting more familiar with it so mm. that that was some experimentation for me and i did it's, this video quickly last night
3: yeah that sounds like i might get into our topic a little bit too so i'm sure we'll end up exactly around so that that worked it's, out well what do you what are you working yeah. on tim oh uh, well our topic <laughs> well there you go yeah i mean so you know um I've been I've been also doing some experimenting and making of, of some things. I I was very fortunate that um that the way my summer and my fall worked out um it got me to this point now where uh, I'm like kind of like I have some some videos like with some sponsorships which is new for me. So I don't have to like I'm not like chasing uh, like customers or making you know like coffee tables for anybody right now. So I've got like some free time to just sort of. Develop my brand and my, and my products and stuff. So I'm working on some guitars. I've got some video stuff I'm going to be working on or I have been working on. Um, you know, including the, the last two videos I just put out, which are kind of getting into our topic. So I, I don't want to talk too much about them here. We'll talk about them later. Uh, what I wanted to mention here was since we're having a little bit of a, a it's a little shilly in here. <laughs> we're talking about you the restore. I wanted to mention, um, and I'm not getting paid to do this. I wanted to mention Carolina. Boots for a minute, because uh, I just recently. You're right. Did... <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah,
3: yeah. So... <laughs> I, I had to go around. You know,
1: like. Do you have a minute to talk about Carolina boots? I no.
3: It's, I want. It's not
2: that you're being paid for it, but you know they put some on my kid's foot. So. I'm gonna let. I'm gonna let you
3: guys continue to berate me for a minute, and then I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna tell you and let you feel like jerks. All
1: right, so
2: go ahead.
3: Okay.
1: Well, then you can continue being a Kerala Hova witness over here. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> they, in case you don't know, if you go to my, my son's channel, because he's seven now, so he has his own YouTube channel, of course. If you go to Vance Maker, uh, I, I shot a video for him uh, for Carolina Boots. And so basically Carolina Boots, they launched this kid's line, and they, and they, they contacted me about, you know, having Vance do something with him, which is, which is you know, super cool. <laughs> Vance is very excited about it. And uh, we, we did this little video. And So when I asked them, you know, we were really kind of pitching some ideas back and forth and the idea, uh, you know, I pitched to them was about taking to the Vance's outdoor classroom. And and I said to them like point blank, I was like, well, basically I'd like to make it like a commercial for this outdoor classroom with a couple extra shots of your boots. And they're like, Oh, that sounds perfect because they wanted that. So, you know, you know, submissive, subversive advertising, whatever you call it, just like product placement, not like a subliminal, you know, subliminal advertising. Um, so they, we did that. They're happy with it. Uh, it's posted on Vance's channel and, uh, the, my contacts there had said we want to, you know, thank all the kids and the and the teachers that were a part of this. So we're going to send you a box with some coupons. And I was like, oh, that's that's super sweet. Uh, so I get the box on Friday, and they also sent. They have these tape measures with their logo on. Instead, so they sent for all the kids, and they sent coupons. I was expecting the coupons to be like twenty five percent off, or maybe even fifty percent off. They sent every kid in that that classroom a pair of free boots, and every wow. teacher. Um, okay, I take it back. I yeah. feel like a jerk. Yeah, I mean, just like out of for, I mean, and it's not like you know, it's not like Vance's channel is getting a hundred thousand views. You know what I mean? It's like I don't think that video's had a thousand views yet. But that's just like the kind of company they are. Like, I love they were like all these just for allowing me to go and film. They gave every you know a coupon for a free pair of boots. I was just yeah, I, I, I was that.
2: making fun because I I got the microphone right up on my hoodie and I made that zipper sound because I was saying it was getting get chilly in here, but yeah. Carolina, we love you. I got, I, I, got tell you, I got a soft spot in my heart for Carolina shoes. Anyway, long before this, I've, I've uh, owned a few pair in my lifetime, and they're excellent. So, and I'm I not could, I could tell you a whole,
3: either. I could tell you a whole big personal story. Like, and, it, and I actually am not doing anything with them right now because they're leather and it would conflict with my message. But, um, and then they said, well, how about with Vance, and I was like, well, I guess we could do that. I used to wear because I used to live in Pennsylvania where they're big, and I used to wear Carolinas. They were my, my go to brand uh, back in the '90s. And there's a whole personal thing behind that with some, some personal injuries and stuff that are related. But um, yes, Bill?
2: Well, I was just thinking leather is just technically it's upcycled cow. I mean – yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, and in, in the, the
3: sad truth is is that I, the leather shoes I, – I wear leather work shoes right now. I'm not proud of it and I'm not going to – I can't do a commercial for them though because it just goes against my message. But I can't get good vegetarian or vegan or, you know, synthetic work boots. It's just very difficult to get them. So
2: maybe someday – there'll be a change now now would you feel tempted like if you're in the middle of the day and you forgot to bring your lunch would you try and eat your own shoes if they were vegan
3: oh of course of course
1: that's actually a huge problem with vegan clothing is these vegans end up eating it and then they end up naked and and they go back to just being regular crazy homeless people
0: yep
3: (laughs) 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 because because those
1: synthetic materials are so tasty Right, exactly. That's yeah. that's the temptation of it, and that's the problem, and that's you know it's a vicious cycle that way. Mm-hmm. So that's like, all. I,
3: that's what I wanted to take this time to do was just to thank Carolina for their generosity and their support of my my son's outdoor classroom. Well, and they, the maker community mean, in general, like they're like they're just like legit. They're just you know, yeah. it's just cool to see that. You know, if
2: anybody from Carolina listens. Thank you from all of us at Reclaimed Audio.
1: Yeah, and just so you know, I'm not some weirdo veg- uh, vegetarian. I will wear boots. <laughs> So, yeah, hit me up. And like James Taylor, I also have Caroline on my mind.
3: So. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> Let me huh?
1: zip that zip that hoodie up again, Bill. <laughs> it's well, so I mean, if we're gonna, if you're gonna wear the t shirt and tell a twelve minute story, I mean, let's get some boots up in here.
3: Uh, I don't know how I feel. Either. I I, <laughs> I realized I was wearing their t shirt. <laughs> That's
1: what I said before. I mean, check I your underwear. Know. They're probably Caroline also. Oh, of course.
2: Uh, of course. Uh, so, how many oxen had to pull the plow to harvest the cotton to make that shirt, Tim? Yes. Can we move on? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got a question. If two oxen are traveling at different directions, one is going 12 miles an hour, and one is going... You know where I'm going with this? You know those old math problems with the trains? The question we, is, how stupid yeah. is Bill's question? <laughs> I mean, like on the Richter scale, or... Yeah, you know if 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 twelve oxen
3: are going north at six miles per hour and four oxen are going south at eight miles an hour, how stupid is Bill's question?
0: I don't know. Well, but okay.
2: Pe- here's the thing: no matter what directions or how fast they're going, in if you're holding on to their leads and they're going in different directions, you have to let go.
1: He's getting the look on his face; like he's getting offended. Let's uh, let's let's move on
0: here.
2: <laughs>
1: Is that what that is? I thought it was That's what that is. It is. Yeah. And then he makes a funny Actually, joke. I just
2: confused myself. <laughs> I wasn't offended at all. He's carrying yeah. the six. Okay. Two oxen. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So. So this leads right into our topic.
1: Oh, that's why the word leads. Oh. Uh, he was well trying
3: to, He actually got ahead of us on that one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's usually what Timing. happens. Timing! <laughs> exactly. Callback. Good for you.
2: I don't really know what that's from, but you guys do it so we often just that... It it's what know. comedy is. It's
1: Timing. That's right. So, um, did I want to say anything else? Mm, uh, explain the topic. Yeah. Well, the topic is it's the game plan, right? So it's basically what what is our plan as makers who either sell our wares or give them as gifts as we lead up into this holiday, Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah season you know, of, of gift giving and, and I guess gift selling, uh, you know, what are we doing f- to sort of mentally prepare, to physically prepare? Are we building up inventory? Are we changing the layout of our shop to be more of a production shop rather than more of a hobby shop? I don't know. So I sort of wanted to or, uh, you know, we kind of spitball this this topic to begin with. But what is it that we do to prepare for that? And Tim's video actually ahead. talked about it, so maybe you should lead in with the video. Yeah, that you, you guys go ahead and start.
3: Um, okay, well, I had I had two videos that I put out, and I, I have my my traditional. Uh, quote, boycott Black Friday video. This is my fifth year of doing that, but this year I changed the name to Bill Lutz's support, Plaid Friday, to be more positive instead of negative. Uh, the concept being to not get sucked up into the consumerism, and if you, if you need to buy things to buy them like locally or handmade, you know, the guys wearing plaid shirts that make stuff, um, or make it yourself is kind of always the point of my video. So every year I try to, I make a video of a gift that I'm making for someone. This year, um, I do have some gifts that are based on, on my video, but I made a, a chess set. I actually put it up my Etsy. So I just made it for the video. Oh yeah. Um, I forgot and, to uh, say
1: that one was my favorite one. I love that video. Oh, the chess really, set? <laughs> really Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely going to make that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, that was, I mean, cool. Thanks. The idea was that you take something that's super complicated, right? Like chess pieces. And yeah. to just, and, and I was inspired by the redsmith who we talked about. I, I plugged his video a few months back. Yeah. And, um, and that got me kind of... And then I was also... Because I made a few thematic chess piece sets before. And uh, and when I did that, I researched chess sets a lot. And I looked at a lot of pictures. And some of them were like really ornate and fancy. And I was always really struck by the Bauhaus movement uh, yes. of these like super minimalistic chess pieces. And so I came up with my own design that was all table saw work, all relatively simple cuts to, to where you can make a chess set in like an hour. Um, and that's what that video was. So that was like one thing is, you know, is to give that as like, well, here's a gift that you can give it's a it's a timeless game you know cuz games are great gifts for kids and adults you know it's a timeless game and but it doesn't have to be this daunting thing like you don't have to figure out how to how to spin the king and make the cross on your lathe. it could be something that could be done very simply and, mm-hmm. and elegantly
2: um so well, you know the, I, the game itself is also extremely complicated so to simplify that uh it's kind of genius it, it inspired me i wanted to even go simpler than that. Just take simple blocks of wood and my metal stamps because every every piece on the board has got a different name. So just simply put, you know, K for king, Q for queen, B for bishop, P for pawn, R for rook, and N for the knight. Mm. Oh, that's a great nope. idea to stamp them.
3: No, it's, nope. it's not a bad idea. Um, no, nope. But you need to make the pieces all a different texture because you have to... I had a chess, a checkerboard.
2: H for horse.
3: Yeah, H for horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're saying nope to the N for night. I just let that yeah, slide. S for yeah. spelling.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was just letting that slide. And like, yeah. like thumbs down for the American education system. Apparently,
3: <laughs> I had a graduate smaduate. Yeah, that had the, the checker pieces all had the the logos on them for each other, so you could play chess with the checker pieces. But it was like next to
2: impossible, you know. So you like have one to. One was a, R, one was B for black, red and black because. Yeah,
3: that was exactly. They just they're all beige, all the both both sides. It said R and B stamped <laughs> on.
2: <laughs> Those are like braille chess pieces or checker pieces.
3: But but so then the the other video that I put out on Monday was my Cyber Monday video and I talked about my my Etsy store and uh, and how I'm sort of trying to set up my Etsy store for some simple small gifts. My Etsy store has been completely neglected by me for the past couple years because I haven't been doing a lot of business on it and uh, usually what I would do is I'd make something big and awkward and then try to figure out some way to ship it without losing my shirt and so I started thinking like well I have the store set up it's fairly well established people do see it I might as well start putting some product line in and I was always against making like kind of like tchotchke and like like sort of junk and and maybe these little buttons I'm making could be considered that but what I'm the, all the stuff that I'm sort of setting up I'm setting up these like files and templates to where I could just very simply see and see out machines because I have this technology now. I didn't have that when I started the job. But the idea is that, uh, you know, there there are things that, like, Tim, seven years ago, wouldn't have made I would have been like, oh, it's a waste of wood. But what I'm doing is I'm using the wood that would be basically stuff that I'd be starting my fire with. I'm using the cedar cutoffs from the, the large dining tables and, and tables I've made. I'm making these little 7-inch by 8-inch square signs. I'm using this little pieces of uh, just kind of scrap oak that were cutoffs from this organ that I dismantled. So it's all like firewood products that I'm making. So I'm taking this. So I don't feel like I'm making useless stuff. I'm just slowing down the carbon. You know? <laughs> yes, Bill?
2: Well, since I derailed it a little bit, let me put it back on the track. So one of the things I got out of your your video was what you're also setting up is the ability for – you don't have to actually make these things. If somebody wants one, you've got the file ready. You can actually just – you don't have to stock it up. So that's one of the ways we could be – you know, uh, Exactly. I'm not making a 100 buttons hoping I sell them.
3: I'm set up to where if someone buys it, I make it to order and it's not a chore for me physically and I'm not wasting all this wood where I have all this – Merchandise sitting around unused or unsold. Yes, exactly. the
2: game plan, baby. New that's game, game plan. plan.
3: Yep. For my Etsy store, that's my game plan.
2: Yeah. And um, are Phil? you
1: che- well? I I uh, so I had these little items that I just see would seed, very mm-hmm. similar to what you're talking about. I you know I made sort of a little product line, and I'm going to uh, put them on Etsy. And exactly what you're talking about. You know, if somebody wants them, I'll make them. Um, step stools i'll prob what I'll probably do is is make two or three of them unpainted and if when somebody orders them I'll just be able to go right into paint the whiskey boxes I'm gonna learn from last year and I'll probably make three or four of them just in standard sizes and uh, I'll wait to personalize them like I got sort of kind of caught with my pants down last last season and mm, I killed I myself remember. to get it done it was brutal so this year maybe I'll do myself a favor and, and I remember that
2: you. wasn't all that bad you've been working out
1: Keep talking, Phil. All right. <laughs> so,
2: and so by there's... the way,
3: I learned I learned my thing from you. That was where I got the idea. Like, oh, I don't have to actually make it; I could just like sell it. You know, yeah. From your your whiskey box business, you know. Yeah, oh, I thought you were talking old... about
2: because you're not wearing pants right now. Because never mind. Nope. Wasn't talking about that. Nope.
1: Uh, the old, the I mean, you know, the traditional business model, of course, is buy then sell. Right? Someone buys from you, then you sell it to them. Yeah. Uh, the other is the sell buy, which obviously is is cash flow positive and everything. Everything as the seller is, you know, to your advantage in that regard. So you get the money first. There's no cash outlay. If you've got to buy materials, you're doing it with the customer's money. I mean, it's all it's all beneficial.
0: Um, and that's
3: what I've been doing for the past couple of years is all custom order commission work, and I kind of realized I could apply that to
1: my my static Etsy. And yeah. so it'll fill some gaps here and there. But there even there. more for the Etsy, not only are you just taking like a fifty percent deposit or a thirty percent, it's a hundred percent exactly. Yeah. So not only are you using, you can use that to then you leverage that to buy material for the next job, yep. you know, that potentially is, is a buy sell scenario. So I always encourage that model wherever it makes sense, wherever it's possible. Uh, let me see my gearing up. Uh, what I'll end up doing is I'll probably buy material all in one shot I'll start you know doing the old Henry Ford thing where you know you, I don't make one from A to Z you just start pushing things along down the line so you'll you know you'll I don't know you'll cut all your pieces you know you know what I mean by that right
3: oh yeah yeah yeah
1: so just moving the production line along so I'll try to find a good deal on plywood for the step stools I'll get all my material milled up for the uh, for the whiskey boxes and just just push them down the process to completion.
2: Excellent. So I, I think for for those of us that don't sell and we're, we're just making, and we've already done an episode, if not a couple, based on uh, gift ideas, blah, 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 blah. But I think one of the things that we can do as makers who don't sell is uh, the game plan could be, your passion. What have you made something of this year that you just totally enjoy? Mine right now, obviously, cigar box guitars. What? So my father in law no. is uh, getting a cigar box guitar for Christmas, and um, Casey is actually intrigued by getting back on the lathe again. So uh, she doesn't want to do pens this time. She's talking about possibly some bottle stoppers. Yes, Phil.
1: I was even if you're not selling and that not not that there's anything positive or negative about that. I mean do whatever you got to do, you know? But um but if you're making gifts for people, the game plan should be to start as soon as possible. You don't want to get to, you know, December 21st and you're like, "Oh, I got to make four gifts now." <laughs> so maybe it's a little well, bit more like heads yeah, up the, planning out. Well, that's
2: what I'm saying is trying to come up with something to make. I know I've struggled with this every year, but if you think about during the year what you've done what one of the ways you can get the game plan going is thinking. But you know what? I really enjoy turning that bowl. You know, I made a bowl, I turned it. It was really cool. Why don't I make some of those for people? Yeah. Chris Cute obviously does cutting boards. That's his favorite thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: But I'm saying part of the game plan could be something that you're passionate about that you just you've discovered. You've made. Like I said, mine is cigar box guitars. It's like I'm really really into this right now. That's going to be a gift for a couple of people. So that could be part of the game plan. Is oh, is, I see what you're saying. It's this yeah, one you know, item you're that
1: you're just, super passionate about that you crank out for everybody,
2: yeah. It's like, it's when, like when you were to pens at that time. Exactly. That was you know. Casey could not believe how much she loved playing on the lathe. Everybody got a pen. It was simple. It was easy. She used that as that passion that she discovered for that thing. Well, don't just you know specify what that passion is. Did what did did you make a you know something simple, a jewelry box for your wife? Well, I bet your mother in law and your sister. And, you know, or you can even uh, guide jewelry box, watch box, whatever. I'm just saying, you know, make a box. Valet.
3: <clears throat> and that was a special a special sort of time for you and your wife too because she was in the shop with you. It was like she was sort of discovering your world. And, and like to me, what I remember that last year is that was yeah. what I thought was beautiful about it is that that gift was this – it wasn't just the gift of the, the item, but it was the gift of this experience that the two of you had together.
2: Um, well, what, yeah, what she's doing now is, like I said, we've been talking about it. She's like, you know, I want to make something again. I really enjoyed that. What can I make? So she's now thinking of something else she can do on the lathe because she really likes it. And like I said, I'm, I'm passionate about this the cigar box guitar thing. This music thing for me is, is it. So there's going to be a couple of people getting those.
1: Oh, that's what I wanted to say earlier. I wanted to say thank you, Bill. I've been playing with mine. And I keep it right here next to the podcasting station, and I—I I don't know if you can hear that out there in podcast world, it, if but
2: if I if I close my eyes, it's like listening to Jimmy Page,
1: right? Yeah. Anyways, all to say, it was an amazing gift, and even like even more than me, my kids freaking love it and fight over it. So, thank you to Uncle Bill for that.
2: No, thank you, guys, both of you. I, it's much. Fun as we have in hard times, we say uh, people need to know that we really are good friends and we love each other and it's all good.
1: What hard times are you talking about?
2: Well, you know, like you guys pretending that you forgot what my Skype number is and stuff like that.
1: Well, you changed it on us. If anything, you're trying to get rid of us.
2: I didn't change anything. Yes, the you Skype did. Wouldn't it's le- a- Skype wouldn't let me in, so I I had to sign up a whole other account. And then it said, "Please contact Phil." And Pinsky why did you use the name at Izzy at
1: for your new account? Yeah. Yeah. that's why well, do you keep like... calling yourself Izzy and <laughs> looking different and sounding different? You know, the funny thing is, is Izzy probably has no interest in being on our show, and we just keep quoting him as like the replacement. We really. Should get somebody even on deck like
3: thirty episodes. or
1: something. <laughs> we should get somebody on deck, though. On yeah, the off chance, you know, I mean, you know, you never know in life, so. Yeah,
2: yeah. You know, we um, haven't actually had a guest in a while. That, that'd be probably a good idea, and I, I'd like to nominate somebody who makes me smile on a regular basis, and that would be. I'm already you, on. Besides <laughs> you, uh, uh, Mr. Mike Laffey, if you're listening, uh, I know you've got another job at another podcast, but.
1: Oh, you know what's cool? Uh, we said we'd run those things by each other before we said that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And for the record, uh, yeah. yeah. We are not beholden to any of Bill's yeah, no, recommendations. No
3: disrespect meant Mr. Laffy. But yeah, it's just we'll a procedural talk. thing. Yeah. <laughs> yes, no, I mean, I don't make the rules. I just follow them. You know?
1: I know. I make the rules. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah Phil makes them. <laughs> So, sorry about that, computer. So, what's
2: the game plan now there, big guy? <laughs> I guess we're going to have Mike on because yeah. you put your foot in our mouth, er,
1: Freaking Ray. <laughs>
2: yeah. No, he's an awesome guy. So, computer. one thing I loved about uh, um, At Maybe Podcast is reading some of the comments, and one of the comments was... Uh, I'm happy to be – they are talking about Patreon or something. I don't know how I saw this comment, but the comment was, I'm happy to be a patron. Can you guys please buy decent microphones now? Mm. <laughs> They're not so expensive,
1: guys. They're like 50 bucks, so.
2: Yeah. Uh, the, the, yeah takes so money much, to man. make money.
1: You know what I'm saying, Tim? Oh, uh, don't get me started. Tim, takes money. <laughs> Do you know what our podcast sounded like when we first started? Yeah. I invite you to take a listen. No, you you were absolutely right.
3: It does take money to make money. It just doesn't take as much money as people think. Well uh, it, and it doesn't do it doesn't have to I be think. all at once.
1: That's a pretty subjective statement. I know. You don't know. You don't know but what I, know what I what think.
3: I you know what you're thinking.
1: Oh, so you know then, what I'm thinking right now? Yeah, I do. I do. You <laughs> I should buy a
3: new
2: mic. No. Boys, <laughs> this is like when my parents were fighting when I was little. <laughs> I'm starting to get scared. get scared. Hey, so that could be part of the game plan too though, is is, is during so let's say next year you wanna you wanna get prepared for Christmas, what can you spend frugally on tools to be able to gear up for you know, we we've talked about that too, but that could be part of the game plan is spending wisely. If you gotta spend money to make money, especially if you're gonna be a seller, what how can you spend wisely? Because you can't just go out and buy a $5,000, you know, shop bot and then, but if shop bot's listening, I'd be more than happy. I don't have a CNC yet, but if you, you know, $5,000 shop bot and then think that you're going to be able to quit your job and retire. So.
1: Well, you do basically what I think we all have done and that's build up a shop organically. And I think we even had an episode about working for tools. Yeah, You know, I think, I feel yep. like in piecemeal, we've given this advice, like you got to build up your tool collection. You do jobs to make sure that the next job that you do costs you less money and labor. And that's ultimately what it is. You're never going to make your money by skimping on materials or finding different material. You're going to make your money by making your time worth more, and that is by being able to produce faster
3: yeah absolutely that's that's the whole game is that the the value is in your time and when, you know there was there's like that saying too is like well, time is the only commodity that's really worth it blah blah blah
0: right that that's that's exactly
3: what it is it's about how you want to spend your time and how you're gonna maximize your time you know for profit in whatever way makes sense for you and your economic goals you know like for example,
1: yes, you could do kitchen cabinetry with a uh with a straight edge and a the circular skills,
3: saw a handsaw
1: even sure. Sure, but it's going to take you 15 times longer than a decent table saw. And there might be one person out there that goes, oh, well, it's
3: artisanal hand-hewn cabinetry, and and they're (laughs) going to pay you a bazillion and a half dollars for it. But (laughs) you got to find that customer, and it's a little harder to find that customer.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'll take your hand-hewn for 20 Gs. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no so that's where it is obviously and, and that's the easiest example to think of is the upgrade from a circ saw to a to a quality table saw is certainly gonna you know speed up your time considerably but there's all those like the domino for example that's one of those game changers that changes how quickly you can do joinery you know and i think we've talked about some of these game changing tools also but that's where it's at mm. maximizing getting more production Done in less time is what's going to allow you to charge the same, but be able to take on more work, and that's how you're going to make more money.
2: Yeah. Well, how much I, time do you invest to figure that out, though? I mean, if that's the game plan, how do you how do you even get there? It's going to take some trial. Two good examples are uh, give a shout out. Billy McCord just went to a craft show, and it didn't come out quite as he wanted it to. It was he didn't do as well as he thought, but he learned a lot. Vernon Whitehead, however, our buddy in Texas, uh, he did, and he said it went really well. You know same thing where both of them it was the first time for trying it out, one had one experience, one had the other. There's a lot of value to that for the game plan for next time around you got it's like you gotta you say you gotta spend money to make money, you gotta spend time to make time
1: well there's, that last there's definitely was... some truth to what you're saying. I'm not sure I'd phrase it that way, but yeah, yeah for sure you de- i mean investing time into figuring out where to make your money is definitely time well spent and you know, that's what goes along in, in, with wisdom, right? Well, it's like, it's like when you have
3: kids and, and they, you put some food in front of them, like, I don't want to eat that. I don't like it. It's like, well, how do you know you don't like it? You haven't tried it yet. It's the same, you know, with business. I mean, or the, anything. It's like, you, you, like, okay, I want to sell stuff. What's the best way for me to sell it? I'm going to go to a craft fair. And I, I went to craft fairs and I... Freaking hated it, and so I was like, "Okay, I'm not going to do that anymore." But I still want to make stuff. How do I find a way to make stuff without going to freaking craft fairs? You know, that's kind of the right. Sure. I mean, but you got to try it. You would never. and So Billy tried so, it. it. It didn't work for him. So now he knows if he's going to do craft fairs, he needs to do something different or find a different craft fair or make different. Yeah, products. I think that was the you problem know. for him. Was it was the wrong. I sounded like fair. the wrong craft fair for But
1: what you know, he had, the, yeah. there are there is the ability to learn from other people's mistakes, right? So I mean, that's seeking out the wisdom of others I think is there, beneficial. There is, but there's
2: also nothing like the actual experience. So oh, absolutely. Some things hands you on. Can't, you, you know? can watch YouTube
3: videos till you're blue wow. in the face, but you're really not going to learn how to use the tool until you have it in your hands. Well, there's, ti- no, ti- ti- that's not what I mean by
2: that. Yeah. Both of you have said that the more time you spend, the more value there is. So basically, since I've been alive longer than both of you, I'm probably the most valuable person on the podcast, right? How
1: is it possible for you to be older than me, but still my little brother? <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't understand how that works. It's it's practice. Youngest it's of practice, seven. Yeah, over well, here. you spent the
2: time, so that's right. That was the game plan all along. Oh wow.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good plan.
1: Too much. Yeah, good plan. Uh, the game. Yeah. So let me ask you this, Tim. You've got a big shop where you actually have. You still have those tables on casters, right? Where you can rearrange them.
3: My workbench, yeah. No, I have the one table on casters. My workbench is solid; that's that doesn't move. My main workbench, but all my tools are on casters, so I can move everything
1: around them.
3: And so, have like, do you
1: do yeah. you rearrange the shop for production work ever? I do. Yeah, tell um, me
3: about that. I mean, it's been a while because I haven't done any large productions lately. But yeah, if I'm if I'm going to, you know i have tools kind of where they are and mm-hmm. and like for instance um my plasma cutter is un- in a cabinet underneath my like next to my table saw because that's where the outlet is and so it's it's a way because i don't use my plasma cutter every day but then you know my screw guns are on the bench because i use them every day right now if i'm doing a bunch of metal work i might not use my screw guns so they get put a, they get put aside and i'll put the plasma cutter in their place. i mean that's you know that's typical stuff i plan mm-hmm. the uh assembly I, when, when i worked in i learned that from when i worked in kitchens about like we used to serve banquets for like five or six hundred people and we had this big stainless steel table It was beautiful i'd love to have something like that in my shop except we can't really cut on it you know but um but it's just really cool to look at and you know we'd have 500 plates lined up and we'd have this the, the servers coming in with their trays and we'd be plating this food and putting it out and there's that whole assembly line so i set my shop up like that i actually have my whole bench really modeled after a line cook's kitchen i have like my woodworking gluing station and i have like my metalworking station, I have you know, I have these different stations, just like a restaurant. Mm -hmm. And I will I will definitely let one bleed into the other for the projects, you know, as as they come. But it has been a while since I've had like a large batch of something.
2: So staying versatile or or having the ability to be versatile in your shop, I think is probably a big part of a good game plan, right? Uh Because like you said, you're going to, you're going to do a lot of metal working, then you're going to boom, boom, boom. You're going to set things up. You have that ability, even, even in my shop, my tiny garage. And I think Phil and yours too, having the ability, it's like, okay, I know I'm going to make two or three things for Casey's hair salon. I'm going to arrange things to where, I can do, or even one thing. You know, you're gonna ahead of time. You're gonna just try and get things set up and ready to go for what the next build is gonna be. You know, and having having whether you're building one of something or five of something, that is a good game plan. Is to think about it ahead of time just a little bit. Mm. Same thing with this time of year. You know, because as makers, we probably again are gonna make or sell or gift things and thinking about it ahead of time so you're not at the last minute like you said you got caught last year a little off guard phil yeah um
0: yeah
1: well the way i have my shop set up i kind of have it i think the most efficient that i possibly can for the operations that i do so for the most part it's it's woodworking i don't am not doing too much metal working although we'll see what i do with my restorer let's we'll see what i restore <laughs> with it but uh that was a fun little fun little device to play with but um yeah, so I have it set up where it's kind of like a U, right? So I've got my table saw uh, wing that I use to set things up, and then in front of me is my workbench, to the right of me is my, uh, it's my bandsaw and my CNC, and my behind me is my entire tool wall. So I kind of feel like I've got everything within arm's reach as I'm in my shop, and it's really, I don't know, what the hell? It's just that, being distracting. That was, anyways, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, flow. So, so as I was saying, <laughs> I was I was taking a ferry over to Shelbyville, and I had an onion on my belt because that was <laughs> a fashion back then. Five bees for a quarter, you'd say, because the nickels had a picture of a bee on them. No, but uh, you know, so I, I feel like I sort of am already geared up for production work, and that's just the way I set up my shop for the items that I make. For the most part, it's a lot of repetition work for me, but. I make small things. So my shop is already set up that way. And, and I was, but the last thing I was saying was that my tool wall is behind me. So everything is within arm's reach for me. And, uh, and I feel like I'm already geared up in that regard. So I, I kind of am a little bit more forward thinking for if I ever get a whole bunch of orders, I'm good to go on that front.
3: Yeah. Like uh, I'm, I'm working on a guitar right now. If, if I get to the place where I am making guitars, like that's what I make, mm-hmm. my shop's getting a revamp. Because it's like, oh my God, that's all the way over there. Like I find myself, right. you know. Whereas, like I, I'm, I'm sort of set up right now for the sort of generic, because I, I go from like a guitar one day to like a, you know, like a button the next day to a mm-hmm. six foot long coffee table or dining table the next day. So my shop is sort of set up like that to just be very flex, um, not specific, you right? Know, which means I do a little more walking than I would prefer sometimes. But oh, what give, a problem giving, you,
2: have, giving you giving know? you a hard time about having a bigger shop it's actually right, it's the exactly. same as having a small shop because you still got it like i'm i'm already small shop the is game. the same thing
3: but it's all like you have to bend over to pick it up for me i have to walk to it
2: correct but yeah. like i say i'm going to redo my my workbench my i mean that is going to take some planning i got to plan you got to think about the weather you got to think about mm-hmm. i know california blah 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 but i'm still i everything's going to have to be done and if i can't move everything that's on wheels out of the garage i got to figure out where I'm going to stuff it in the garage to still give me enough room to work on my workbench, which is where I would do most of my work anyway. So that's mm. kind of a conundrum. Hmm. Hey, yeah. did I use that correctly? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Yes, yep. you did
1: by accident. But um, I think the important point that you mentioned Law is – uh, <laughs>
3: yeah, Keep throwing darts, eventually you got to get a bullseye. <laughs> that's right, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, casters, yeah. right? Having every all your tools on casters. Mm. I just did this uh, planer cart to put my planer on and then I bolted the planer down to the cart. Genius. This is probably the best thing I've done in the shop in a year. I've used it way more than, actually, when I had it on that flip top, I literally never used it once. Mm. But uh, on on this cart that I just pull out from under my table saw and then move to where I need it to be, it's amazing. It's been a revelation.
2: Well, having a game plan makes it a lot less daunting. If you know that you can actually get to or access things, not only can you move them out of the way to get to something else, but when yeah. you want that specific, if you want to use a planer, it's not that big a deal. Before, it's like, oh, God, I got to pull it out. I got to lift it up. I know. Yeah, now it's, it's like, here it is. Boom, you roll it out. Yeah. There it is.
1: That's it. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. So and
2: I that's, think that's
1: that the way- having things on casters in a small shop is just the way to yeah. go.
3: Yeah, that's that's the way my original shop was set up when I had 200 square feet. Everything was on wheels pushed against the wall. And sometimes you have to dig three deep to get at it or whatever. But 200
2: now whole square feet? Yeah, my that original shop. That was your shop. little shop?
3: Yeah, it was 220. That's my shop now. Yeah.
2: It was about 200. Yeah. You can have that. Yes, you, you have. Wait. You have like 400 there. 400. Yeah. Well, no, it's you probably like... has closer to six. All right, wait a minute. Hold on.
3: No, he's 440. That's the standard. It's, it's not 20 he's... by 30
1: garage? It's... No, it's no, like. that's my,
3: my shop's 20 by 30. My huge God, no! Now I'm curious. Go ahead, talk amongst yourselves. No, okay, don't... yeah, no, this is this is good. Actually, Let's no, go perfect ahead. audio. Go measure your freaking shop while we do a podcast.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> he's got the
0: tape measure out.
3: Um, well while he's measuring his workshop during I our wish, podcast. Like I the... wish
1: this was a video podcast this week because yeah. you got you got Bill the toolman Taylor over there. Measuring his garage in the background while we're trying to talk.
0: Yeah.
1: Look at him. Look at him over there. What we're was the his Mickey
3: Mouse sweatshirt. Bill. Yeah. What was the X axis there, Bill? Yeah, wait, wait. Uh, 16. 16 by 20? Uh, no, it's going to be 16 by 16. No.
2: 300 and, what was that be, 340?
3: Yeah, 220? 16
2: by 19.
1: Okay. Yeah, 16 by 20?
2: 16 by 19.
1: You're still at 300 plus square
2: feet. Well, it's That's not a, 600 square feet. Or it's definitely not 10, 600
3: square feet. I guess 440, so you're a little less than that. Yeah. And you also have no snow.
2: <laughs> you know, it, it, I don't have snow, but you know what falls from the sky at my house?
0: Blood. Bullets. Yes.
3: <laughs> Cinco de
2: Mayo.
1: Drive-bys. <laughs> Little known, little known fact, Bill actually is the gang leader of the Crips. Oh, I thought you it was could, the Bloods. You could was. tell because of his Mickey Mouse sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: think That's you saying. mean the Cribs. Yeah, the Cribs. maybe that makes more sense, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Something yeah.
0: like that. Yeah.
2: You know, I had, a, I
3: had another point that I wanted to get to before we got derailed, so apparently I'm too late. But <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, we'll
3: um, make it the last point. Okay. Uh just when it comes to uh you know, the game plan or whatever and in the, the, the holiday season, I always take this opportunity, uh, the gift giving opportunity to experiment and try new things. That's when I you know, I like my, my poor wife, twelve years now of all her gifts have been me <laughs>
0: trying to
2: learn how to do I'm something. I'm glad you went there. Experimenting so in your ready. poor life, yeah. it's like when they screw up, you just give those to your in-laws. Happy Christmas! No, well, it's, uh, you you hope for the best,
3: but you know, like actually, right now I'm working on this this these gifts that are you know it's a game type thing, and and I've messed up like a half a dozen times, like because it's I'm not making it's, it's not like we're like oh I have to work at X amount of dollars an hour to make make a buck on this it's it's this opportunity to try something new and to say what if i did it this way instead or what if i tried that um because it's that and it's kind of like well, I mean, you last year with your, your wife making pens it was like
0: right but, i mean
2: you didn't hire I, the I, best I, pen maker in town you went out and you enjoyed the experience together absolutely but you got to be careful that you don't based on you said experimenting so for you know coming up with a future product or something like that you got a little bit more time it's a little more forgiving you have the game plan is not to go make a 1000 of something because you gave Aunt Edna this little plate and she acted like she was over the moon. These are going to sell. You know what I mean? So be careful. You don't oh, go no, based Oh, no, no, on no that's not actions. what I mean.
3: You're right. I don't mean experimenting by, by dedicating 100 hours of your time to some product that's going to make you a millionaire. I mean, like, make that one off and give it to Aunt Edna and see what she thinks. And if she Right, likes it, but Edna, Edna going to say to this
2: it. is the most amazing thing ever. You're going to make a hundred of them, and then nobody's going to want no, you, it because she's saying. You know Edna.
3: Aunt Edna better than that. You know that she's. You know when she's giving you lip service.
2: She's had like three eggnogs uh, now. So did you, did you, did you guys see the video called? Uh, I, I called it. Uh, I built the shell for my mother-in-law. And at the end yeah, of the video, she the end of the video, we, yeah, right. I don't even know if she really liked that shelf, but that's what mother-in-laws do. Yep. That's what father-in-laws do. He yeah. stood there and he was just like my dad-in-law. I mean, both of them made me feel like that was an amazing shelf. Now, I don't know if I could run out and build a thousand of those things because everybody's going to cry when they see it, but. No, but they they still have it in their home. They haven't turned it into firewood yet, right? No, actually, you know, what's very special is um, uh, I just found out because we, we went there for Thanksgiving. Check this out. This is so cool. They have on the there's two drawers on that, and I I bought because uh, they wanted it in sort of a, 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 a an Asian style. It's red. It's got you know th- that's their decor. Some of the stuff. anyway, the knobs that I put it is the kanji symbol for mother and father. So that's each of them have their own drawer. We were there for Thanksgiving, and when they opened, and Mom opened the drawers and started pulling out these baby pictures of Casey, and they each have their own little drawer with pictures of their daughter in it from when she was little. And the only three pictures I've seen of Casey as a kid that she has, she's not smiling at him. She's like, you know, just being stubborn, but it's like here, here we have all these amazing pictures of when she was little and she's smiling at every one. I'm like, I didn't know you were a happy person. (laughs) Casey
1: permission to smack (laughs) grant.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, but that, that was cool that they actually, they each use that drawer for their own personal mementos of their daughter. But but uh, with my my
3: point about experimenting, like you know, I know that Bill, you might not know this as well, but Phil, you know your kids make you something out of macaroni and and, and you know Elmer's glue or something. Oh my
1: and, God, that's amazing! How did you do that?
3: Right, but it is pretty cool, and yep. if we. Can- it, it is. You know what I mean? We can still do that for on Edna. And for our, like, your, your, your parents now are still going to like to get stuff made for you. Even if it's, so take advantage of that opportunity to learn some new skill set and try something. And it might not be perfect that you could sell on Etsy. It might not be that quality. But the idea, you can experiment with the idea, and it won't be like a waste. You can, you can give that macaroni sculpture to your mom still. You
2: know? Yeah, and the failsafe is, regardless of what it is, you can still give it as a gift.
1: Yes, exactly. So
2: it's not just a
3: waste of time and material.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you so much for this. Oh yeah, I couldn't sell it, so enjoy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. That's that's kind. Of I the couldn't thing get idea. five bucks for this. So hey, thanks for the Xbox, though.
3: But but the next one. But the next one. You so could I have,
2: have this oddly shaped pen. Tim, you're going to be getting this for Christmas. <laughs> that's, a weird looking,
0: that's, that's a little that's top weird looking me. pen, man. <laughs> yeah. So. Did Anyways. Casey
3: make that, or you? That uh, was me. Yeah, that's why I figured Casey's were much better.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they I really were. Well, yeah.
2: it was cool at the time, but then I realized it must have been a phase. It kind of looks like a plug. I know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's a weird phase you went through. It
2: kind of looks like it could be used with your dress. But seriously, your talk about comfort comfort grip, the way this right, thing Right, that's is, the
1: that...
3: style, though. Yeah.
2: But, but it is yeah. an awkward look.
3: Yeah. It's, it's tough to get that right, that look right.
2: Yeah. But it is American Look, red, white and blue.
3: Is that what that is? Yeah. Yeah. So glad we're doing more of these visual things for our podcast.
1: Yeah, exactly. Hey guys, <laughs> see? See? What uh what are we watching? Let's go with uh Tim, what are you watching?
3: Uh, um I wanted to mention Bill Lutz's video of the um Oh. Real... What you
1: have here? That's not what you gave me.
3: Oh yeah, you're right. Okay, never mind. Don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> no uh but it, but it, it was it was uh it was a good video it was uh i i feel like bill's really really getting better at at making videos and uh and i enjoyed watching it but um the 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 person i'm going to plug because bill does a good enough job plugging himself is uh this guy Andy according to my pen <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> Um the the Andy, the Tinkerage, he's a, a a fellow in I believe in England, uh based on the accent. And yes. he he made this um this very dry humor version of of my square where he kinda took the the square tool that I had invented, which should be done this week, I'm hoping, and starting the ship this week. Um that's the, the, hopefully, knock on wood. I uh, haven't heard that back yet, but they went to the printers on time and stuff. But so he made uh, this video where he's like, oh, I can't afford to buy the square, so I'm going to make my own. And he did this very, very funny, dry humor sort of thing where he took all these things around his shop and hot hock- glued them together and stuff. And I thought it was really well put together, and, and it, it made me laugh. I don't know if anybody else will, but I thought it was funny as heck. So that's my that's my, my view. And he does other videos, too, not just spoofs. You know, he's a he's a, a maker fella. So uh, I was going to mention his channel.
1: Sweet, I'll have to check that out as well as Bill's video, which I didn't get a chance to watch yet. Bill, what are you watching?
2: I, I'm. Uh, we've mentioned him a couple times on on uh, the podcast uh, Constructicon, Mister Langston Williams. Uh, I started following him when I discovered Tim, and and he one one of my first subscribers to my YouTube channel, he, and we've been very supported off off and on. Uh, the guy's just amazing. The last uh, video he did was he made a fro out of a leaf spring. A fro is like a, it's a weirdly shaped hatchet that you can use to chop shingles out of a log, basically, or make mm-hmm. kindling. It's, it's a way to split wood. It's a, it's a specific tool, but he, he is the real deal when it comes to upcycling and reclaiming. The guys made uh, metal and wood stain It actually darkens metal and it's all natural. It's like, you know, I don't know if you can drink it, but he makes his stuff. He makes sculptures. He's he's an actual artist. But the, and the reason I'm, Langston, the reason I wanted to bring you up again, because I know that I plugged your channel before on the show. And as, a, as and am it, I, yeah. And, and, and it's worth it. But he pointed out to me on Instagram (laughs) that he's all, hey, Luke, so uh, how come you don't follow me on Instagram? You know, I follow Phil. I follow Tim. They follow me on Instagram. But you, you don't follow me on Instagram. So I now follow Langston on Instagram, Constructicon on Instagram and on YouTube. And the guy's an artist and amazing. And he's a super supportive maker in the community. And so I just, since he yelled at me, I figured I better give him a shout.
1: Yeah, I yell at you all the time. Maybe you should give me a shout.
2: I do, but I wait till after the podcast. My job's already on the line, so.
1: Fair enough. I am watching. Since you asked, I'm watching. Uh, well, I just watched Jimmy's vlog. Uh, I I love them, and Jimmy is so freaking talented, and he tells such an amazing story. Jimmy and, who? Oh, DiResta. Oh, okay. That guy. And he does and vlogs. I, yeah, he does vlogs. And I think the I think the reason that vlogs work for Jimmy is that he just leads such an interesting lifestyle, and he knows how to frame it in the form of a vlog. So you know he's carrying this video camera with him everywhere he goes, but he just mm. does cool stuff all the time. Like, he makes going to a flea market with his family just cool, right. you know? And I also, he got sent a Porter Cable Restore this week, I got sent one this week, so Jimmy and I are basically the same, so... Yeah, you're like twins. Yeah. We're like we're like twins. I I'm gonna mean, throw I'm the,
2: Jimmy. The, I'm gonna throw Jimmy a bone right now because you know he invents ice picks and star keys and you know the squishy ball that has brains in it. He actually invented that toy. That was Jimmy Duresta, believe it or not. It's a true story. But I'm gonna throw you your next uh, a GoPro necklace holder. Oh yeah, so he just has like the, a lanyard. He has because he's the, always yeah, he carrying. Wears it, he wears
3: it around his neck. You never seen that? Oh, yeah, he's already doing no. That. I, I didn't
2: I thought I was <laughs> not giving... much of a bone, is
0: it? Yeah.
2: yeah All no. right. Never mind. Go ahead, Phil. Jimmy Duresta. What oh has, um, has a blog. Let me just rewind to before you interrupted.
1: Uh yeah. So I'm basically the same as Jimmy Duresta is where I'm going with this. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I can't even tell you two apart in a crowd, man. It's amazing. I mean that's the thing. I yeah. mean we're separated by like, you know, I don't know, fifteen years in age and but basically oh, bo- at the same. do you know
2: how close it was in Boston? I almost went down and sat up at the table when they were up doing their, but bo- I thought it was you. You were like, oh I'm, my God, it's my turn. I got better get up there. It's, it's, yeah, I know. I was, I thought I was running late. So. Right. I
1: yeah, mean, it, we both have the same charisma, the same charm. I mean, I get it. Um. Yeah. Just kidding. Jimmy's awesome. I love him.
2: The, the same fondness for strays. Welcoming.
1: I don't have that at all. Zero fondness for strays.
2: How did I end up here?
1: Tim made me feel bad. I have, I have a fondness for straight. Yes. He, I actually thought that you were the one who had that Facebook group. And I was like, of course it makes sense to get this guy on the podcast. And then, <laughs> and then when I found out you didn't, I was like, why is this guy on here?
2: It's like episode 30. What do I do now?
1: Yeah, it was a little late. Um, but it seems to have worked out pretty well. So, so far, so good.
2: Um, our channel... So what are you watching, Phil? Yeah, he just said it. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even listen. <laughs> well, ahead.
1: of course he's not listening. He's not talking. Yeah, like, talk, 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 talk. Wait to talk,
3: wait to talk. Talk, talk, talk.
1: <laughs> that actually... By the way, write that down. Those would be some awesome lyrics. Yeah. Think talk, about talk,
2: it. Talk, talk, wait to talk, 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 talk. Write that down.
1: Maybe not. Right.
3: I'll, I'll let I'll let uh, our musical <laughs> division over here.
1: Yes, our cunning linguist. <laughs> 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 you can write that one, buddy. Yeah. Uh, oh anyway. Lord! <laughs> our channels on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. I'm Phil Pinsky. William for all things William Lutz. Thank you to Justin Sparks for that. Thank you also to Justin Sparks for reaching out to me and telling me how to use a table saw. Apparently I'd been doing it wrong, so I'm going to be a <laughs> little bit more safety conscious now. Thank you, my friend, for... What, what'd you do? I, my, my placement of my left hand was unsafe, so Justin sent me a very heartfelt email letting me know that he wasn't busting my chops. He was just looking out for me, so... Which video? Have to, the planer card video.
2: You're just trying day? to get another viral video, aren't you?
1: Me? Yeah, it's, it's working. I'm up to 700 views. <laughs> Whoa, slow down, buddy. I know. But that stupid Craig jig one or whatever, the, the Milescraft one, is sure. up to 98,000 views? It's it's it's
3: so weird how that stuff happens, too.
1: I, you know? If I could replicate it, I'd be a billionaire. Yep. Straight up. Yeah. Um, But I have a plan for the next one. So maybe that'll work. We'll see. They, uh, is that
2: ever going to come out? By the way, what? What well, the planner card did come out? No, no, no. The next video for
1: oh, what? Well, I just did this one, so I'll probably I'll do another one. Maybe this weekend, so it'll come out next week. Mm-hmm. Um, timsway.net. Thank you to Jason Payne for that. Contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. We love it by email info at reclaimedaudio dot or hit us up on Twitter, at Reclaimed Audio, or on any one of our own personal social media stuff. You know, we're out there, Phil Pinsky, William underscore Lutz, and Tim Sway1, I think it is. Well, there's a lot of things, but you can also reach, just just go directly to my lawyer at
3: counsel at timsway.net. That's C-O-U-N-S-E-L at timsway.net. Just go directly through my lawyer from now on.
2: And also, also, I'd like to, I didn't know this, I'm being serious, it's William underscore underscore Lutz. Because there's another William underscore Lutz out there that's not me.
1: So when you set up that account, you were thinking, you know what? I'm going to avoid all confusion, and I'm going to put (laughs) two
2: underscores. That's what went on in your brain? When I set up Instagram, I thought I was going to send – I didn't know what I was thinking. I, I don't know technology. That's why Justin Sparks took pity on me. Because everything on my social media has a different name and idea behind it. So he consolidated at WilliamLutz.com oh and that's why we God. love him. That's I'm not why start... I love him, but I love him anyway.
3: I, I love him for berating Phil for using the table saw wrong. That was good looking out. That wasn't berating. <laughs> okay, whatever. I'm going to start my, my a new Instagram account. It's going to be called William underscore underscore Lutz was taken. <laughs> <laughs> like, like,
1: like Peter Brown. I'm going to take, I'm going to do William underscore 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 loots. And I'm going to do another one. William triple underscore loots was taken. Yeah. <laughs> Seven minute abs. But then you could just do six-minute abs. Yeah. And
2: this is why – seriously, this all leads back to why my Skype was screwed up because it's somehow connected to my Instagram and I thought that's how – Not it, even no, a little
1: bit. No.
2: no. Not even no. – li- no?
1: no? No. Okay. No, you just forgot You are
2: – like – in an argument, you must be the most infuriating
1: person ever because – and that's why I eat tomatoes. It's not connected, not even a little bit. <laughs> and you just like make somebody so mad that they just need to walk away or they'll just like self-combust.
2: It Anyways,
1: works. on iTunes, leave us those reviews. We love getting them. We need to get them. If you can Give us remember those reviews. your iTunes name and password. on That's right. That would be <laughs> oh, don't
2: even get me started.
1: Uh, and lastly, patreon.com slash reclaimed audio. Two things. One, it's the only way to get access to the pre-show. So if you think this podcast is good, you ain't seen nothing. Okay. You got to see that pre-show. <laughs> The pre is
3: way more things of Bill visual things. I can't even <laughs> say. It's so good; it's, it's indescribable. It's, it's indescri- Bill shows us all sorts of stuff on this audio recording. I it's
2: know. it's visually emancipated.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got to tell you, I'm feeling a little emancipated right now. Yeah.
2: Pepto Bismol, pal. Pepto Bismol. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um And secondly, the thing about Patreon.com slash Reclaimed Audio is it is the absolute best way to keep this this gaggle of uh, good friends on the air talking about Testify. the stuff you want to hear about. A- can I get an amen? Amen. A B C D No, you can't. And if you have any friends who want to be on a podcast, you just let us know. <laughs> know the alphabet past F. <laughs> That's right. And you know, maybe who aren't feeling emancipated. So that can uh, be a
2: woman anyway.
1: Uh yeah, no, that that hmm. could work. That yep. could work. Okay. Yeah. Listen, in my effort to get rid of you, I am not closing yeah. any doors.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would I you know yeah. A well spoken dog. You know, I I you yeah know, know, nothing goat. nothing's off the table.
0: Yeah.
2: So wow, baby. Bow wow.
1: Y- yippee yo, yippee yay. Have a great week, guys. Bye everybody. <laughs> Be good.